Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got a story of marrying a BFF's ex. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is getting back at my sister. Siblings can either be your best friend, your worst enemy, or both. I just want to share how my own sister tormented me until I literally couldn't take it anymore. For context, I'm a 32-year-old woman, happily married with three kids. My sister's 29 and is also married with one lovely son. Our story goes way back to when we were kids. I was an only child for about two and a half years before my sister was born. She was a fussy little thing, but my parents said that I was obsessed with her. I didn't doubt them because I always doted over my little sister as we grew older. She was a mischievous little child and always caused some form of trouble for me. It didn't help that I loved her so much and she was so stinking cute as a kid that I just let it fly, protecting her from whatever consequences awaited or just simply taking the blame if there wasn't a good enough excuse. She was also pretty good at lying to authorities and with an innocent face like hers, she could actually get away with it all. We were a middle class family and our parents were very busy people, so I was left in charge a lot of the time from when we were about 7 years old. Even at that time, my toddler of a sister was always up to no good. She hid valuable items and sometimes even herself, leaving me distressed and having to look for her for hours on end, only turning up when our parents came back. Of course, I would get a stern talking to for not having either of our homework done or for being filthy sometimes for both. After a few experiences, I worked out a plan with her. She had all the time after school to mess around while I would do all of our homework, clean up after her, and make dinner. 30 minutes before our parents would return, she had to get back in time to get herself cleaned up and pretend like she got something done. Thinking about it now, I should have informed my parents because a child that young had no business being so sneaky. As we grew older, I made it my sole purpose to protect my little sister. I didn't have many special hobbies as she did, so watching over her like a protective hawk was nearly all I did. I wanted to protect her from the harshness of the rest of the world, because I was scared about how she would present to them. I knew she would be misunderstood and judged. In retrospect, I really should have done the opposite. Despite how much I loved my sister, there were a lot of things that she did that pissed me off. I've always been a very calm and non-reactive person and she's the opposite which should have made our relationship sort of complimentary, but it was more exhausting if anything. When I was in the 7th grade and she was in the 5th, I got into cheerleading and gymnastics. Despite being on the bigger side, I was really flexible and agile, so I passed tryouts and did pretty well. It was the only place where I really felt like I did something of my own that didn't have anything to do with my sister for once. That was until she joined the cheerleading squad, I wouldn't have been shocked if she hadn't bashed the fact that I was a cheerleader just weeks before. 
She called it barely a sport and made a ton of backhanded comments about it, making me feel absolutely crap about my decision. I ignored her and I guess she got mad and decided to join the team as well. It was a little weird having her there, but I let it pass and embraced it. I mean, what could go wrong with my little sister there with me? The answer to that is a lot. We had a game coming up, and being one of the heavier set girls, I usually did a lot of the balancing on the ground with the guy cheerleaders, while the lighter girls did flips and turns. It wasn't like I couldn't do backflips. Doing gymnastics actually made me much more agile than a lot of people on my squad. I just didn't like to talk too much or prove myself to anyone. During our very last rehearsal before the big game, I was able to convince everyone to let me do a finishing backflip after the final formation was set. It was fancy and fun and they all agreed to it. I didn't know it at the time, but my sister didn't enjoy the attention that it got me and she placed oil on the ground somewhere towards where I would have to place my foot before beginning another set of flips. I twisted my ankle so badly that I needed to sit the game out and have her replace me. Some part of me knew that it was my sister who sabotaged me, but I didn't want to believe it. Maybe it was jealousy or a need to be at the forefront of things, but she replaced me as the finishing performance. I didn't plan on leaving cheer until the captain told me that it was for the best, as my sister was much younger and much smaller than me. I took on track in the 10th grade after a while of not doing any sports, and it felt like a nice little welcome back. My sister was in the 8th grade and doing amazing as the assistant cheer captain, and I was there at every game to cheer her on. Track meet started to take up most of my time once I started, and I didn't have the time to show up to my sister's games as much. In the time between 8th and 10th grade, I really got into dancing and somehow news reached a neighboring school that needed a choreographer that I did both dancing and gymnastics. I became their official choreographer around the same time that I started track, so I had my hands really full. I also didn't have the time anymore to help my sister perfect her own cheer routines and that made her more than a little upset. I had no idea about her feelings and she didn't tell me, waiting until there was a statewide cheer championship to steal the tapes of the choreography that I'd been teaching the neighboring school and use them for her own cheer squad. I didn't realize it until it was too late and my team was disqualified for stealing the moves. My sister's team ended up winning the entire tournament and qualified for the international cheer championships. I was so embarrassed, and even though my team was understanding about things, I couldn't help but feel terrible. I knew that it was my sister who did it, but when I tried to confront her, she attempted to gaslight me into believing that I must have taught her the routine without knowing it. It was a blatant lie, but I was so desperate to believe that my sister was anything but a little kid with no real intention to hurt me that I let it pass. She continued to do little things like that but I also learned to resist and avoid her when I needed to, and to keep my own secrets as well. In junior year, I got my first boyfriend. He was the sweetest person, a foreign exchange student from France that spoke really good English and ran track as well. I intended to attend university in France because of my slight obsession with French culture, so we always had something to talk about. We were together for the last month of junior year and the entire summer preceding senior year, which was about four months in total. 
When school resumed, we went public with the relationship, which seemed to put a strain on the relationship between my sister and me. Used protection and pregnancy tests and even drugs. The hilarious part was that my boyfriend and I only hung out at school or in his own house. I tried to defend myself to my parents, but they were so mad that they decided I was too reckless to spend university abroad. They also believed that my sister was so much more responsible than I and trusted her with a lot of things. At this point, my sister made it clear that she now saw me as a rival, not as a sibling. My friends started becoming her friends, she got my boyfriend to be her French tutor, and whatever I planned to do, she somehow did it first. It was like something straight out of a typical mean girl-esque high school movie, except that this was my own sister who I had never done anything to but love. I didn't know how to approach the situation without some sort of confrontation, and since that wasn't my cup of tea, I decided to let it slide, sinking into the shadows until I left high school. Uni was just out of state, and it was fun enough for me to spread my wings and be myself again. I continued to run track and did a bit of dance on the weekends as well. I felt freer than I had in a while. Unfortunately, my sister joined in my third year, and she wasted no time in pulling a new boyfriend of nearly three weeks away from me. Being the bigger person was all I knew, so I let it fly and just continued to live my life. I was willing to continue regarding my sister's antics as childish and stupid until she decided to spread nasty rumors about me. I started to hear things about myself claiming that I took steroids and cocaine to help me stay on track and stay in shape, and that I also dealt drugs and sold them to other students. That sort of news travels fast, and in no time I was under fire from authorities who demanded drug tests and countless investigations. Let me tell you, there's nothing scarier than being under for a crime you have no recollection of committing, and nothing hurts worse than realizing it was your own sister who was spreading such things about you. I found out about it by accident. While my dorm room was being searched for drugs, I went over to hers to hang out for a bit, and I overheard her gloating to someone about how clueless I truly was. It broke me to hear my own sister speak like that about me. But I was more angry than anything. Realization hit me that I'd been taking her crap and turning the other cheek since she was born. She was so used to having her way that it seemed like she could get away with anything. I was fed up with having that be the case. Right there, I decided that I would let my sister have a little taste of her own medicine. For someone who did a lot of crap to me, she sure did tell me a lot of things. Like how she was in a relationship with one of her professors who was a married man with a wife and three kids. He passed her on tests and gave her access to being able to change her grades that she didn't like. She was also responsible for a few reckless acts that had taken place on campus in the short time that she was around. And I was the only other person besides her that knew about these things. I spent a whole weekend writing carefully worded emails with incriminating evidence to the professor that my sister was messing with his wife, the school's board of directors, and my sister. It was all from an anonymous email address with no means of being tracked, so I was completely in the clear. The next week, the cases against me were cleared, and I watched my sister freak out and cry right in front of me. Did I feel bad about it? Extremely. I threw up a few times due to how much the guilt was eating me alive, but it was something that needed to be done. 
As expected, my sister was expelled from the uni and had to go to a small community college back home because it was the only place that would accept her with such a tainted record. The day that she was packing up her bags to leave, I helped her with it and I let her know that I was the one who sent out the emails. She tried to cry and guilt me for it, but I explicitly stated all of the reasons why she was deserving of it. It hurt me to hurt my own sister like that, and we didn't speak for nearly three years after, but when we next did, she called to apologize. Of course, she still attempted to do some crappy things to me over the years since we began talking again, but I now know how much to avoid her, and if it comes to it, give her a generous helping of her own madness. If a sibling or a really close friend were revealed to have been doing all this stuff to you behind your back, would you ever be able to forgive them and rebuild a relationship? Do you think it would be worth it? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is I married my BFF's ex. I gave my former best friend an exact taste of her own medicine. I married her ex-boyfriend and it was the best thing I ever did. Before you judge me, here's why I broke one of the sacred rules in the girlfriend's code. My best friend is the most obnoxious, double standards person I know. She wastes no time making ridiculous rules for her friends, but followed almost none of them. She didn't understand boundaries and regularly disrespected them. One of the rules my friends and I had was that we can't date each other's exes. My best friend made that rule and we all agreed to it. It made sense, plus it was an unspoken girlfriend's rule anyway. You could date any man in the world, but your girlfriend's ex was off limits. My best friend and I met just as we got into college. She was my roommate and we met our other two friends later in college. While we were all very close friends, my best friend and I were particularly close because we'd known each other longer. We were roommates and had a lot of similar interests. The four of us remained friends after we left college. We moved to the city and the three of us lived in the same building. Our fourth friend lived in a great apartment she inherited from her aunt, but she came around very often. Sometimes we would go to her apartment to hang out. We sometimes had issues and it always had to do with my best friend acting like she was some diva, trying to get everyone to do as much as was possible for her while she did almost nothing. She was quite selfish. I'd always known this, we had clashed over her selfishness many times in college, but we resolved it each time, and she would promise. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. 
I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. ...to work on our character. I soon met a guy at work that I liked. He was the most brilliant, sweetest guy ever, and I had a huge crush on him. My friends teased me about him all the time. Every day I'd tell everyone I was going to ask him out after work, but I never did it. I was too scared to do it. One day my friends had had enough of my whining, and my best friend said, Listen, if you don't ask him out today, you can't ever talk to us about him again. I decided I was going to do it that day, and I did. He was tidying up his desk when I walked up to him and asked if he wants to get a drink together later. He smiled, revealing deep dimples on the left side of his face. I remember thinking, I didn't know he had dimples, wow. He said, are you asking me out? Yes, I didn't sound exactly confident. I hadn't asked anyone out since I asked a guy to junior prom, and that was a long time ago. No, he said, shaking his head. I was embarrassed and was just going to say okay and walk away, but then he said, If we're going on a date, then I want something more than just getting drinks. We should go on a proper date. On Friday night, he picked me up and we went to a nice restaurant in town. It was a very sweet date. He sent flowers and all. I started to think that perhaps this was the one. After a month of going out together, he asked if I wanted an exclusive relationship because that was what he wanted. At first, I was skeptical about being in a serious relationship with someone from work. I did like him, but I didn't even give a thought to what would happen if we decided to date exclusively. I agreed eventually. Life was way too short to not date someone I liked because we worked together. It wasn't like our company had a rule against it or something. I convinced myself that even if it ended badly, I would never allow a relationship to negatively affect my effectiveness at work. Also, he had plans to leave the company and was actively seeking job opportunities in other companies. So I figured he may not even be around for much longer. This guy and I had a great relationship. Nearly all the girls at work wanted to be me. They publicly praised how attentive he was towards me and how well he treated me. My friends were happy for me too, and for good reason. I had dated too many terrible guys in the past and they were just relieved that I finally had someone great in my life. Due to my experience with guys, I was quite nervous about being with him. I worried too much for the future of our relationship and it was ruining things. I just didn't trust how good I had it and despite my friend's advice to chill out, I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. My prophecy self-fulfilled when one day we were together in my apartment and talking about what we wanted our lives to look like when we were 60. He talked about traveling, reading, and reliving old memories with his wife. You can have your kids and grandkids come around often for the holidays, I said, grinning. That changed the mood in the room. He went from being all bubbly and happy to suddenly quiet and withdrawn. 
Are you okay? I asked, worried that I'd said something to ruin his mood. He said, I'm fine. I just really need to leave. I have to get up early tomorrow. I didn't know what was going on, so I thought to myself that it was best to give him some time to process his feelings. I knew that something was wrong because he said he had to get up early the next day, but the next day was Saturday, and his apartment on the evening of the next day, he asked if having children was very important to me. I said yes, it certainly was important. I was an only child for a while, until my mom had my brother. Having a sibling made me the happiest person ever. I'd always dreamed about having a family, three or four kids, and a big house. That was when he dropped the bombshell. He did not want to have kids. I didn't get it. But you love kids. I was surprised because he was good with kids. One time, a coworker brought her toddler to work because her sitter canceled on her. He took care of her child while she attended meetings and made a presentation. He was so good with the child that she behaved herself the whole time she was with him. She didn't throw a tantrum and it was all smiles. When I mentioned that instance, he shrugged. Yes, I'm good with kids, but that doesn't mean I want to have one. I don't know why I just assumed we were on the same page. You said it when we first went out that kids were messy. Yes, I did because they are messy. That doesn't mean I don't want them. For a while, we said nothing to each other, knowing what the revelation meant for us. I started to cry. Isn't there a way? Is there a chance that you could change your mind? He shook his head and went on to tell me about how his parents ruined his childhood. He was terrified of doing the same to his kids, of repeating the same patterns, and he would rather not risk it. There was no point in continuing in a relationship that had no future. He drove me back to my apartment and I cried all the way home. When I got to my building and alighted from the car, I noticed he had tears on his face too. It was one of the saddest moments of my life. We certainly loved each other, but we were fundamentally incompatible. I had a rough week the week we broke up. I had promised to never let a breakup ruin my performance for work. So I went to work and did my best, but I would return home, cry, and fill my tummy with alcohol and ice cream. My friends would visit together to cheer me up, sometimes they came individually. It was hard for them just as it was for me, but what was a devastating heartbreak for me was an opportunity perceived for my best friend. Barely three weeks after my breakup, my best friend looked him up on Facebook and asked him out, leading with the fact that she didn't want kids and lying that she asked me if I was cool and I had said I was okay with it. My best friend suddenly started acting sneaky around us. She barely contributed when I talked about my ex and she would talk about a mystery man that she was dating. One of our friends offered to set us up on a blind double date but she refused and said she was seeing someone but didn't reveal who it was that she was seeing. I certainly noticed that something was off when I told my friends that my ex was finally leaving the company because he had gotten another job. I don't know if I should be glad I no longer have to deal with seeing him or if I should be sad because I'll miss him. Well, you should be glad for him, my friend chipped in. He hated his job there. It's a good thing he's leaving. I didn't think of her response until much later. How did she know that my ex had plans to leave the company we worked in? My ex had cried to me many times about being miserable at work, but I was pretty sure I had never told my best friend or even any of my closest friends about my boyfriend's business. I only ever talked about my boyfriend to my friends whenever there was a story and I'm in it. I'd certainly not spill my boyfriend's struggles. 
I was too weak to ask how she knew. I didn't think much of it at the time. I just wanted to be alone and mourn my ex-boyfriend leaving the office. I only found out that they were seeing each other much later. I had just finished with my work for the day when my coworker came over and we started talking. She then mentioned how she loves that I'm open-minded, but that could never be me, she laughed. I'm just not going to be able to get it off my mind, she continued. I didn't understand what she was talking about, so I asked for a clarification. I'm talking about your friend, the one who's now with your ex. I looked on confused. My friend? Ex? What are you talking about? Your friend, you know, the one with the blue highlights in her hair? Did you not know? I'm sorry I said anything. I collapsed in my chair. My best friend always got colored highlights in her hair. It was her signature look. I hoped she was wrong. She probably saw my ex with someone, but she didn't correctly place who. But I knew even that could not be true. This co-worker and I have worked together for a while. She's attended birthday parties in my apartment, and my friends have stopped at work many times, so she knew my friends. I went home that evening feeling depleted. I didn't even want to call my best friend and ask her about it. I felt that would be insulting, and if it wasn't true, she would throw a tantrum. When I got to my apartment, I saw two of my friends at the door waiting for me. What's going on? I asked and managed to fake a smile. They said, let's go inside. We went in and they broke the news to me. They found out that my best friend was dating my ex. It wasn't nearly two months after our breakup. She knew how much I loved him and I wasn't even over him yet. My other friends were supportive though. We just want you to know that if you guys have a big fight about it, we support you. And if we have to cut anyone off, it would be her. They went on to talk about how absurd it was for my best friend to do that. I did confront my best friend about it later, and she admitted that it was true, and confessed to having liked him all along. She apologized, but I only pretended to have accepted her apology. She knew just what she was doing. My best friend had always wanted whatever it was that I had. Even when we were roommates, if I got a new pair of jeans, she got one too. Even new haircuts. I decided I was going to get my revenge, but I wasn't sure how. I looked out for ways to treat her just the same way though. Later that month, my ex and I ran into each other and spoke about their relationship. She had reached out to him on Facebook, asked him out, and said that I was okay with them going out. I told him flatly that she lied. They broke up shortly after, and it was so irritating to watch her cry over the same man I had just cried over. My best friend was engaged to this guy, but they broke their engagement and it was just after that that she started to date my ex. When she and my ex ended their relationship, she got back together with her ex-fiance, but it still didn't work out and that hurt her. Just like she did with my ex, I sent her ex-fiance a message on Facebook asking him out. He was quite reluctant and even joked about knowing I was up to something. We started to go out on dates, but unlike my best friend, I wasn't secretive about the whole thing. I told my friends about who I was seeing and they had no problems with it. My best friend probably did, but she just dated my ex too, so she had to shove her feelings down. For the longest time, her ex and I just hung out and enjoyed each other's company, but one day, we took it a step farther and kissed. In no time, we were dating exclusively and moved in together shortly after that. When he proposed and I showed my ring to my friends, my best friend was visibly angry. 
but I couldn't be bothered. At this moment, I've been married to my husband for a month. What started as a revenge plan turned into a love that we both hope will last a lifetime. It's normal to feel good after carrying out revenge, but this one feels even better because I married the love of my life while at it. My best friend cut me and our other friends off just as we were planning our wedding. She simply stopped speaking to us and eventually moved out of our building. This is a classic case of an eye for an eye. This story actually kind of reminds me of a story about the singer Shania Twain that I heard, where Shania Twain was married to a guy and the guy cheated on her with Shania Twain's best friend. And then in the weirdest wife swap moment ever, Shania Twain divorced her husband and went on to marry her best friend's ex-husband. It was almost like the couples just swapped partners. I'm sure there was a lot of beef going on there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.